From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Decrypt compiles a crypto naughty and nice list. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is the day after Christmas, December 26, 2022. Oh, yeah, it's Monday. By the way, really quick, I have a link in the show notes, something I want you to watch. It's the story of Crypto Zoo, and it's done by CoffeeZilla. I don't know if you guys watch CoffeeZilla. He's an investigative reporter, journalist on YouTube. He does some good work, to be honest with you. And this is a three-part series. The link of the third part is in the show notes uh, because I thought it was the most interesting but you should watch all three. But it's about CryptoZoo. If you don't know what CryptoZoo is, CryptoZoo is this NFT guess, game created by Logan Paul. And it was a complete scam. It flopped. They kind of rugged everybody. Actually, they didn't rug everybody. What they did is the, the game or the NFT project never came to fruition. So a lot of people bought tokens. A lot of people bought the NFTs. And they're holding these eggs that were supposed to hatch, turn into animals, and you're supposed to be able to breed these eggs, these animals, with other people's eggs and animals to create these, I guess, hybrid, weird kind of animals, like a duck elephant, a delephant. (laughs) But it never came to fruition. And so lots of money was paid in. A lot of people were involved. And so he tells the story and he unpacks it. He goes from Logan Paul, how, what he wanted to do, how he was involved, how he used his influence to get investors into it. And we're talking about like people with a lot of money and then just the mom and pop that were just trying to get involved with NFTs. I think the really interesting part of this whole thing was the backdoor communications or the backroom communications between uh, Logan, the team and everybody involved and how they basically hoarded uh, the tokens and kind of cashed out from themselves or the things that just didn't happen, like paying people just didn't happen. You didn't pay the devs, therefore the project didn't come to fruition. Anyway, it's very interesting. Also, the last thing I want you to pay attention to with this whole thing is how you can do investigative research on chain. And that's the most important part because that's what the blockchain is for, is to be able to unpack these financial situations and get down to the truth. And that's what he does. Anyway, link is in the show notes. Now let's get into those crypto prices. And the time is 10.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $16,831. Didn't even move in 48 hours. Ethereum's at $1,216. Again, pretty much even from 24 It's even from 24 hours ago and even from 48 hours ago. Apparently, everybody took Christmas off. Tellers number three, USDC is number four, and Binance is at 242, down a half a percent. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Dogecoin, Cardano, and Polygon Matic. The total market cap is at $810.3 billion, pretty much even. We have a BTC dominance of 40% and an F dominance of 18.4. Moving into our headlines today, 
And our first headline was written by Kate Irwin, and she did a nice and naughty list of the crypto space. And basically, she's just having a fun article, unpacking who she thought was going to make Santa's list and who was not. I bet you can guess who's on the naughty list. However, we're going to start with the nice list. Who made Santa's nice list in crypto of 2022? We're going to start with Vitalik Buterin, the co-founder of Ethereum. But he's on there because he moved Ethereum from proof of work to proof of stake this year. Also, he criticized traders speculating on governance tokens. He argued that manipulating prices of governance tokens is pathological. Next on the list is Jack Dorsey, who continued to be fighting for decentralized social media and personal privacy. She put Edward Snowden on the list because he's continuing to advocate for individual privacy and he took aim and strong stances against the U.S. sanctions against Tornado Cash, saying that it was profoundly authoritarian. She put Ryan Wyatt on the list. He used to be the head of gaming at YouTube, but now he's the CEO of Polygon Studios. And he's on this list because of a huge uptick in mainstream adoption for Polygon. Brands like Starbucks, Reddit, Instagram are all using the Polygon infrastructure for their NFTs. Now, who's on the naughty list? Well, she put on Sam Bankman-Fried, Caroline Ellison, and Do Kwan. I don't need to go into detail why they're on there, because we've been hearing about them for the past year. Elon Musk is on the naughty list. Why, you might ask. Elon, well, it's not because of Twitter. It's because he promised in 2021 that he would not sell any Bitcoin. However, this year, he sold 75% of it. Jesse Powell is on the list, the CEO of Kraken, who has stepped down from the CEO, but he's on her list because basically his political stances. He's against pronouns. He says that American women are brainwashed. He said that the N-word could be used if it was used affectionately, and that doesn't seem that it can be used anywhere. Anyway, Jesse Powell's political stances was put him on the naughty list. Again, if you disagree with any of this list, please email me, matthewerner.crypt.co. You can also read the whole list because I'm leaving some off in the link in the show notes. She also put on CZ Zhao on the naughty list. Why? Because he broadcasted that he was going to sell his FTT tokens, causing a bank run on FTX. The good thing is, is everybody found out that FTX was a fraud. The bad thing is, he tanked the whole thing, bringing all of this to light a little quicker than everybody wanted. In a name you probably never heard before, Abraham Eisenberg. Who is Abraham Eisenberg? Well, it's the architect behind the Mango Markets hack. The $100 million hack that left everybody going, how did he do it? Well, he got paid off a hefty bounty, gave most of the money back, but pointed out a vulnerability in Mango Markets, a costly vulnerability. And finally, Pixelman founder, Cyber. Who is this? Pixelman was going to be the NFT game of all games. It generated $70 million. Minting of these NFTs were around 3F or $8,100 at the time. And you minted the NFTs, but you had to wait. But when the NFTs were revealed, they were horrible. Just remember, Kevin. Again, that's Kate Irwin's list of the nice and naughty list for Santa in crypto of 2022. If you agree or disagree, email me, Matthew at crypt.co. If you want to read the whole list, link is in the show notes. Now moving into some real news. Today, there was a hacking incident involving multi-chain crypto wallet BitKeep, resulting in users losing around $8 million in various cryptocurrencies. 
the project's team, said a preliminary investigation points to some APK package downloads that were hijacked and installed with malicious code. What is an APK? Well, it's an Android package kit. It's a package file format used to distribute and install apps on the Android operating system. BitKeep tweeted this. If your funds are stolen, the application you download or update may be an unknown version, an unofficial release, and it was hijacked. So if you use BitKeep, be safe. And on a side note, like I hate saying be safe. It's like you don't know how to be safe when it comes to things like this. You're going to download an update and next you know it has a bad APK. You're going to lose all your money because of some malicious virus or malicious package that it installs. Come on. Anyway, BitKeep, get your stuff together. Protect your users, please. The judge that was appointed to oversee the criminal trial of Sam Bankman-Fried recused herself from the case on Friday night, citing potential conflicts of interest stemming from the fact that her husband's law firm previously advised FTX. A new judge from the Southern District of New York will now have to be selected to oversee the trial. A timeline has not been yet established as to when the selection will be made. Judges in these circumstances are typically randomly assigned to cases and only are excluded from consideration if there exists a potential conflict of interest, which is what happened here. So I want to say kudos to the judge for removing herself from the case because I'm saying kudos to the judge because that doesn't happen every time. You think it should, but sometimes judges will say, eh, YOLO. <laughs> I'm going to try the case anyway. And it's a very big case. So like the optics and the publicity for her as a judge would be massive if she's part of this case. She would be in the spotlight, in the limelight. She would be the star of the show. So it was very, very big of her to remove herself or recuse herself from the case. And like I said, even though it is common for people to do this, judges to do this, it's not unheard of that they just say, nah, screw it, I'm going to do it anyway. So good job on her. In some North Korea state-sponsored hacker news, North Korea has stolen an estimated $1.2 billion in cryptocurrencies since 2017, according to the AP. North Korean hackers, they specifically target DeFi platforms, and they got around $626 million from DeFi alone, and that's through ransomware and hacking threats. Now, I know you want a tidbit of trivia from this. $78 million of that money came from South Korea. There's a little trivia you could pull out on New Year's Eve. And finally... Crypto exchange OKX has published its second proof of reserves report in two months, claiming that they hold Tether in Bitcoin in a reserve ratio of 101% and Ethereum in a reserve ratio of 103% as of December 20th. Don't get too happy here. Veteran auditors say that investors should not place too much confidence in the mere fact that the company says that it's good and it has proof of reserves from an audit firm adding that these don't provide enough information from investors to assess whether the company has sufficient assets to cover liabilities. Remember, Mazars was an auditor for Binance, OKX, KuCoin, and so on and so forth. They are not working with crypto anymore. A Mazars spokesperson attributed this move to stop working with crypto to concerns regarding the way that reports are understood by the public. The Wall Street Journal reported that Binance is looking to find a new auditor since they stopped working with crypto. Mazars stopped working with crypto. And they're trying to get a big four auditor, Deloitte, Ernest & Young, KPMG, PwC. They're not biting, though. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Just a quick PSA. This time of year is slow with news. I mean, for many reasons. People are on vacation. Just not a lot of things happening. So I'm going to continue to put out the show every day. Just wanted to let you know that the news is a little slow at the end of the year. But please... Bear with us. Anyway, I'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling, everyone.